became national news this week when NBA superstar Russell Westbrook and a Utah Jazz fan had a pretty bad altercation. He got fined $25,000 and the fan got banned for life. Well now, Utah Jazz star Donovan Mitchell is doing something about it. He wants to address hate speech and bigotry in NBA arenas. We'll tell you what's going on. That, plus it's not your imagination. Turns out a new report shows that racism truly is a factor in traffic citations. And we show you a first look at the new show from the creators of BoJack Horseman. It's all coming up. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Cameron Strang and welcome to Relevant HQ and welcome to Relevant Daily where we bring you what you need to know at the intersection of faith and culture. Before we get into those stories, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by our partners at World Vision and their upcoming Global 6K for Water. It's a one-day event where people from all over the world walk and run 6K, not 5, in their own neighborhoods to bring lasting clean water to children in need. When you walk or run World Vision's Global 6K for Water, you provide life-changing clean water to one person in need through your registration fee. So no matter where you walk or run, you'll be celebrating lives change. The event takes place on May 4th, and our whole team at Relevant is running it, and we'd love for you to run it too. Learn more how you can get involved at worldvision6k.org. Do it now. May 4th. You got to get running. You got to get ready, and let's go change some lives. All right, to tell us about all those stories, uh, please welcome our very own Tyler Huckabee. Hey, Cameron. Hey, everybody. Hey, uh, Tyler, I noticed a couple changes. I'm sitting down. Looks good. This is very exciting. And you're here at Relevant HQ. I see you somewhere <laughs> else in the building. And But before we get going, I just want to say happy birthday, man. Uh, it's not my birthday. Oh, really? I thought we had the same birthday. <laughs> Sorry, it's a good night. It's a Michael Scott bit. It's March, March 15th. It's my birthday. Beware the eyes of March. Happy oh, birthday, oh, oh, thank you so much. All right. Tell us, uh, and I'm an NBA guy, and you and Jesse and the whole team, all the remote, everybody is here in Orlando because we're all going to an NBA game That's tonight. Right. Yeah, I can't wait. We got, we got a bunch of tickets for the whole staff. And uh, now we're talking about how horrible fans at NBA games are. I'm not sure mm -hmm. that I'm okay with this. Tell me, tell me what the news is. Well, it's a good thing we got the story because this will give us some context for what we're walking into tonight. Uh, just for anybody who isn't aware of what we're talking about, a little brief recap. It started earlier this week when Russell Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder was playing a game in Utah against the Utah Jazz, and he was caught on mic doing what sounded like making a threat against a fan, um, and it sounded pretty bad. But as more context came out, it turned out that what had happened was this fan had sent some very racist and, and homophobic uh, threats himself against Westbrook, and it turned into a very violent altercation. Westbrook has been fined $25,000, but the fan himself got banned from jazz games for life. But what's really interesting is what sort of come out of this incident or what's happened afterwards. Um, a bunch of athletes, NBA players, and even players from other sports have come out and talked about their own stories with fans who've made derogatory remarks, sometimes racially charged against them, mixing racism in with their actual taunts. Um, one of the loudest, most vocal people to do this was Donovan Mitchell, who himself plays for the jazz. He tweeted a four paragraph statement in which he said this isn't the first time this has happened. It's in fact happened in Utah before. He talked about his love for Utah, how disappointing it was, and how he wants to start to make a change. He wants to make a difference. He doesn't want this to be what characterizes his city. He doesn't want other sporting teams to be afraid of coming to play in Utah because of what they might hear from fans. 
so in, in the tweet it said, he, uh, and this is a quote, I don't have all the answers, but this offseason I will work through my foundation, Spidacares, to take a closer look at race issues across the country and see what I can do to help combat against racial inequality. At the end of the quote. And he suggested that he would like to make a move to ban hate speech at these games because right now that is not explicitly laid out in the rules about what they can expect from fans at Utah Jazz games. I can I can say the there is a clear NBA fan code of conduct um, that is enforced, but you're right. Uh, there's like 10 points on it and hate speech mm-hmm. is not one of the things that's itemized. Uh, vulgarity, uh, you know, explicit language, things that would uh, basically ruin the experience for the fans around the person um, are more what's talked about. And obviously anything that would cross a line physically of a fan entering you know, the area where the players are, that's a, that's sure. banned as well. I've seen it because uh, at the beginning of every season, they put this on every seat in the arena. To, oh, do they really? You know, oh yeah, <laughs> to make sure that we all are aware of where the line is. But this is, this is big. Now I can say, I go to almost every NBA game um, here in Orlando and I haven't heard it myself. Uh, we do heckle, we do taunt. It's more like air ball and the guys bat mm-hmm. on defense sure. sort of stuff. But uh, I haven't I haven't heard the hate speech, but absolutely, you know, it happens. I mean, at the beginning of the season, uh, Kyrie Irving got fined for responding to a fan that crossed a line. I mean, it's, it's happening more and more And the NBA is unique because of the access the fans have. And you you are right there next to the players mm-hmm. and there's a lot of beer and alcohol and you're sure. there for a few hours and you get comfortable and you just start taunting and things escalate. and. These players are supposed to block it out. I, I, I'm, I for one, am really glad to hear that the players are speaking up because I think the league will finally probably do something about this. This is good. Because it, it gets a little complicated, right? Because there's some sort of gray areas between what's considered hate speech and what just has connotations that can be considered racist or, or otherwise inappropriate and problematic. And those things aren't spelled out and they're difficult to spell out. But it, with people like Mitchell taking actions, uh, hopefully they can work a little harder making those sorts of rules explicit instead of implicit. Yeah, I, I think the I think the key is, is like it's almost like uh, with online interactions and stuff like people say things at games that they wouldn't say to this human in the real world, you know? And I think, um, you know, if somebody has racist tendencies, uh, it it can come out, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. I'm glad that the, Mm that the players are finally speaking up. I think, I think change will happen. Tell us what's going on with this new study about traffic stops. Uh, well, speaking of racism, it's not just in sporting events. It also happens on the road. Uh, Stanford this week released the most comprehensive study in American history on traffic stops and the role that racism plays in them. Mm. Uh, they analyzed 100 million stops starting in t- 2011 and going forward to about 2017. And they found that, yeah, racism does play a significant role in how often racial minorities are pulled over as opposed to white people. Um, there are a few interesting points that were pulled out. We'll highlight just a few of them here. One big one, what they call the the shade of darkness. Uh, the study found that the percentage of drivers pulled over who are racial minority drops between five and 10% after dark, possibly because police can't tell what color the person the driving the car is anymore after night. Wow. So they're less likely to pull somebody over based purely on their race. Uh, another interesting thing they found was the bar for cars, the bar for searching cars driven by people who are racial minorities is lower than it is for white drivers. Even the white drivers are more likely to have illegal contraband in their cars. So statistically speaking, white people do drive with illegal substances more often in their cars, but they're not getting pulled over as much as black people and certainly not as much as Latino people are. Well, I know that's the case with you, right? 
<laughs> yeah, you can't catch me on air. No way. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. So at least the stats are out there and maybe law enforcement can actually acknowledge that this is a problem. And, and of course, the, the police who were interviewed in the in the write-up about this that was on NBC did say that they are aware that this is an issue, that there was a mm. surprising amount of candor in the people that they talked to. They know this is a problem. They're aware of it. And it's obviously, this isn't just police officers. This is a, a lot of people have racial bias and implicit bias that they may not even be aware of. But these things get codified into systems, into the way that we operate and, and uh, enforce the law. And it's only by highlighting those things and pulling them out that we can start to really address them. Man. All right, well, you brought two really heavy things today. Do you have any cultural tidbits or snippets or trailers for us to end today's Relevant Daily? I hope so. I'm really excited about this one. I'm a big fan of BoJack Horseman. It's one of my favorite shows on Netflix. And the creator of that, one of the creators of that, Lisa Hannawalt, has a new show coming out that's kind of based in the same universe as BoJack. It's not really the BoJack extended universe, but it has the same look and feel. It's called Tuca and Birdie. Uh, it's going to be voiced, uh, the stars are going to be Tiffany Haddish and Ali Wong, both of whom no we're way. very excited about, we're very big fans of. And they just released their first look today. Here's a short clip. These are real characters. This is about a friendship between 30-year-old bird women. I want women in the real world to relate to it, even though they're not bird people. That's the alarm that sounds when no women have spoken out loud for three minutes. I can honestly say I have never seen BoJack Horseman. Yeah, I think you're missing something. I, I, I it's always it's a on my thing. Show. It always recommends. I'm like, I'm not in the mood to watch cartoon right now. Uh, like, I've never been in the mood for it. Uh, there's nothing I can say. I sound like an insane person when I'm telling people that they need to watch it because it is about a talking horse voiced by Will Arnett. And I get that that's not the easiest sell for everybody, but I laugh, I cry. It's a, it, 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 the show moves me. I'm not kidding. I've, I have wept. I have wet. I, a grown man, have cried tears at the talking horse show on Netflix. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, thanks a lot, man. Hey, uh, keep uh, following along all day long here at uh, Relevant. Follow us on Twitter at Relevant and also on Instagram and our Facebook page. But for the latest of what we're doing every day, all day, check out the homepage at RelevantMagazine.com. Not only these updates and a lot more, but magazine features, web features, all the latest audio and video content are right there above the fold, easy to find and access. Uh, bookmark it and check it out every day. Well, for the birthday edition of Relevant Daily, I just want to say thanks to uh, World Vision for making the episode possible. Uh, remember, go over to worldvision6k.org and sign up for the World Vision 6K. It is coming up uh, on May 4th and the Relevant team is running it. Uh, you'll hear us talking about it on the Relevant podcast. We're really excited to be part of this. It's a great cause. I don't know if you know this, but World Vision is the number one provider of clean water in Africa. All these, you know, water.org and Charity Water, they partner with all these. World Vision is actually the number one provider of clean water in Africa, and we want to support their efforts, and uh, we want you to join us. So go check that out. All right, thanks for watching, everybody. Make sure to check us out here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Uh, we are an audio podcast. You can search for it wherever you get your podcasts, or you can uh, subscribe and tune in where you're watching us right now. This is Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily.